time is an illusion. Well, your sense of time is. Are you going forward in time? Or are you actually going backward? My guest today has done both. Another interview with a time traveler? They're more than you think. It's all coming up on Open Loops. Your unconscious mind is now tuned in to your favorite late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe. It's Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. Conversations that bend. Hello, everybody. Let's lean into the fringe today, shall we? My name isn't what you care about. The name of my show isn't what you care about. What you care about is so much more than any labels can be put to them. Uh, Now, if I were to give myself a label of sorts, I suppose you might call me a cultural hypnotist, a consciousness disruptor, curator of experience. Put all those things together, you get a looper, someone that is here to provoke your unconscious mind, to challenge your existing belief systems with radically unique ideas designed to stimulate you in such a way that you're forced to reconcile those belief systems with new understandings, new trances, new possibilities, forcing you. There's no choice, really, when confronted with information like this. To step into the highest version of yourself. Yes, this is the show where we explore all the alternatives in life. The psychologically out there, the magical, the mysterious, the weird, the wonderful, the fantastical, the mystical, the spiritual, the conspiratorial, the esoteric, the glamour, the glimmer, the guts. The guts that speak the truth about who and what we really are. You see, uh, an open loop is just that. It's an unconscious provocation. It's starting something and not finishing it. I.e., you're brought into this planet. Why? (laughs) I mean, it, it ends. But also, is death not the ultimate open loop? What happens after death? If you ask me, it might just be the ultimate dot, dot, dot. Yes, lots of questions, but we need to talk about life. We need to talk about what the life on this planet is right now. Uh, Because, well, a lot of people have disagreements over the narrative that we're being presented in the world, right? This this war on terror still going on. We have a pandemic we're in the middle of. We're trying to figure out what the world looks like 
post-lockdown, as we go back into lockdown, there's a lot going on. Now, if you go up a little bit, some might say there's an extraterrestrial interstellar battle going on, and that's why you have the Space Force and people traveling the space, exploring other territories. But then if you go still a little further up, but down slightly and sideways, you might expand your sense of past, present, and future in a war that's going on there. I've had people on this show before. Leonard O'Neill was the first person that spoke to me very vividly about a temporal war. He's the host of Orion Rising. He talked to me about that on this show earlier on. I've had Andy D. Bishago of Project Pegasus. We did a five-episode series on Project Pegasus. And he went into his journey into the U.S. time travel and teleportation program in the middle of the 20th century. And uh, we didn't really talk about his time on Mars, but we talked about the technology, and he brought forward his case that time travel is real and that it's always been a part of what we've been capable of doing secretly. Projects not seen by the public by the U.S. government. Today's guest, we'll call him Back, continues in that tradition. He insists that he is a soldier, a soldier that, quote-unquote, accidentally discovered himself moving far into the future and then has been given orders ever since to try to fix this planet. Now, what I like about Back a lot, and, and we've talked several times since from this show, a couple things. First of all, he had direct conversation with Andy Bishago about the mission he's on, and, and Andy corroborated a lot of what Back was saying, which makes me think there's some consistency to this narrative. But the other thing is... Back is very open to my skepticism during this interview, but after the interview, too. And what I find interesting is that when you talk to people like this, who claim such, I mean, such different consciousness level of thinking. I mean, this is stuff that really makes you call into question the nature of reality, as you're experiencing it. He's open to the fact that it's hard to accept. And at the end of the day, they know, a lot of people I talk to, they know you might not believe them. But they are so honored. And this is what, this is what touches me about doing this show. They are so honored that they had a chance to share this story because it is the reality that back exists in. And whether it's true or not for you, you're going to have to feel it and decide. You're going to have to look at the world around you and see if it makes sense. There's also some strange Akashic Records-y kind of stuff going on here, too. It's interesting. It's very interesting the way, in the same way that a lot of the ancient stories of mythology from culture to culture, the creation stories overlap. 
the time travel stories, the spiritual stories from different perspectives also have a lot of common themes. More and more, as the skeptic that I was begins to drop, I'm realizing that there's something significant about these commonalities. It's the UFO problem. So many people see them. So many people see them in groups. So many people's claims have just been dismissed because people don't want to understand. Therefore, I'm doing my part here. I believe I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing my darndest to get the voice of alternative believers and alternative experiencers out there. Thus, why you have a podcast with another time traveler who has a different perspective. Really great guy this back. I love how open he is. Very open to the conversation. Very open to wanting to wake humanity up. And very open to you not believing him. Reality is all kinds of weird, isn't it? If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to follow it. And if you want this content to get out there and you don't want to miss it, make sure you rate the show on Apple Podcasts and even leave a few words of encouragement. Uh, that way more more people can listen to this kind of thing because, hey, my goal is to get this information out there to see if anybody else has had a similar experience. Actually, as a matter of fact, I was talking to someone in Australia the other day uh, before we get to this interview that told me she was in a entertainment hall, walked through a door, ended up teleported across town in a restaurant. Previously, she looked at the clock. It was a different time earlier than when she was at that cinema center and then went back to the restaurant a day later. The place was gone. Now, you could argue that someone was just making this up on the internet, but we had a long enough conversation and a serious enough conversation for me to go, what is happening in this world? People keep having these anomalous experiences and sharing them with me. Look, I'm here to get you as much of it as possible. So, uh, yes, again, if you enjoy open loops, uh, anything that you can do to to uh, spread the word, and again, call into question what is your sense of reality here? My gosh, that's what I'm doing it all for. All right, here he is. Without further ado, Alias. This is his alias. We don't want to get him in trouble here. Back. Here we go. We have Back. That's what we're going to refer to this man. Uh, Back and I made contact after the release of the Andrew DiBasciago podcast Pegasus uh, episodes. And and he spoke, uh, well, at first, uh, Back wasn't convinced that what Mr. Bashago was saying was real. And and then, you know, we, we got into a conversation and it turned out that Back had experiences himself that 
Uh, well, I, I'm not even sure how to describe it, but but we've talked about the temporal war on this show before. We've talked about the idea that time travel is still happening, time slips people experience regularly, um, and there are jumpers. They, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of confusion, but Back insists that he is in it. So we'll kind of dig through this right now. Uh, Back, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting yeah. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, look, you know what? Before we did this, <laughs> right before we went at recording and, and we don't have to get into the details, but you told me that the very fact that we're doing this interview is actually going to set things in motion for someone. Um, uh, and, and also that, I mean, you could I guess you could say that about anything, really. So here's my here's my question. Let's start this. I mean, you, you also mentioned that you saw me, um, whether it was, I don't know, on one of your missions um, coming to you and approaching you about this very interview. Tell me this. What's the difference between regular fate occurring like a butterfly effect versus this kind of controlled government temporal uh, thing going on that could happen as a result of us having this conversation? There's like smaller fates and larger fates. It's like you can steer through a river and say there's a rock in the, in the middle of the river and you can steer around it. That's, that's like a smaller fate. But ultimately, there's a larger fate that you end up at. And it's like, you've already done it. You're following in your own footsteps. That's what God wanted you to do. That's what you're doing. And you can steer left and right all the way down the river you want to, but ultimately you're going to get to where you're supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. You know, like that, sort of. Do you think that God or whomever uh, put you on, the, on this path of, uh, was this your fate to be involved in... Uh, I, I guess time travel and and all these fields. Yes, it was an accident for myself. I thought at first, oh hey, this happened. Well, that was really strange. What was that? And then the further I got into it, as the years progressed by, it's like, wow, I kind of like this. And then I realized, yeah, I was literally thrown into this, like against my will. Here, go do this. <laughs> interesting yeah you know what i've um i mean obviously andrew bishago is on my show he said that his father was involved in uh projects that were involved engineers and in los alamos labs and and uh part of the u.s military i i've had someone else on that uh well you haven't heard it yet because i haven't put it out yet though maybe you have heard this interview um somebody that claimed that he is still actively a part of Pegasus, that he goes to sleep at night, has barely conscious memories. They pull him through a portal, take him to do stuff, drop him back in and wakes up the next day with scars on his body. He has no idea why he can speak Russian. Um, and, for, and for those of you listening, you may have heard that by now, but um, says that he's been pulled in and can trace it back to parents being involved in Roswell or grandparents involved in Roswell. Like there is a connection there um, for you. How did this start? For me, it was purely accidental. Okay. It was 100% accidental. Like I didn't care about time travel. I didn't care about none of this stuff. Never even crossed my mind. It was 100% accidental. I was young, stupid. I was at a party 
I don't know. Do you want me to tell you the whole story? Yeah, it's please, please. Very interested. Mind blowing to be thrown into something like that. So I'm sitting there at this party and I'm drinking and smoking. Okay. And I get kind of dizzy and I sit back in a chair and I start spinning. And I'm like, well, that's a little bit strange. I shouldn't be spinning this bad. And then it starts spinning harder and harder and harder. And I feel like I was pulling G's like gravity G's. Right. And prior to that, I had been meditating on a symbol and it was basically just a triangle with a circle around it. Hmm. You know, so the triangle for me was energy and it was green. And I just put that around myself and then the circle was for protection. So, you know, nothing could come in and get you. So, you know, whatever. So I was, you know, you know, meditating young and stupid, whatever at this party. And as I started feeling as Jesus, I was like, oh, hey, this would be a good time to do that. So I did that. <laughs> right. And just to see what it did. And next thing you know, I shoot straight out of my body, right into the air, through the ceiling. Okay. And the kids there saw me. They were freaking out. They're like, I'll, I'll tell you that part in a second. But anyways, I shoot straight up in the air and I accelerate faster and faster and faster and faster. I mean, we're talking like light speed fast, accelerating faster and faster and faster. You're getting sick, throwing up, vomiting, like everything. But it's happening so fast, you can't even think. Anyways, I go, th I pass through like what would be our galactic plane sort of. Right. And I just, I had so much acceleration. I kept going up and up and up and up and up. And I passed through another galactic plane and then another one and then another one and another one and another one and another one. I finally break to the very top and there was nowhere else to go. And it was just empty space. And I see off in the distance, like, you know, millions of light years away, I see this big glowing white energy look like civilization maybe you know and i didn't know what it was so i just looked in that direction and just by the mere fact of me looking that was basically steering so wherever i looked is where i went at light speed boom and so within seconds i'm over there and i find myself on this planet i'm like okay where am i at <laughs> yeah this is wild Okay, and so this guy is standing on this hill hillside, and I meet him there, and I'm like, um, "Are you like God or something?" <laughs> right? Right. And, and he laughs. I, I, you know, I said, "No, sir." He, he says, "No, I'm not God, but I'm about as close as you're going to get." I said, "Okay." I said, "Did I die?" He says, "No." He starts laughing. He says, "No, you didn't die." I said, well, "Do you know what happened?" He goes, "You just traveled through time to our planet." I'm like, "What?" I said, what year is it? And he's like, it's about 25,000 years in your future. I'm like, what do you mean, my future? He goes, this is Earth 25,000 years from now. I'm like, what? So I'm like, total denial, okay? I'm not believing a word he's saying. I'm like, this is, this is BS. <clears throat> Anyways, he, said, he says, we've been expecting you. I mean, what do you mean you've been expecting me? He goes, in our history books, it said that you would come here at this day, at this time, at this place. And so it was written down that you would show up and so i'm here waiting for you to show up and today you showed up i'm like what so i'm just total denial okay i'm not believing none of this anyway so he explained to me he took me on a tour of the planet the localized planet from what i can tell i was in new york city okay yeah and there were skyscrapers that were literally miles tall miles not just a mile but like miles tall and there was cars flying around everywhere there's hovercraft motorcycles like the, the, but they didn't make any sounds okay <laughs> wow. this is okay keep going keep going I'm, I'm with you here this is wild stuff 
man. So I'm sitting there and this, and this motorcycle pulls up beside me. It's a floating motorcycle floating in the air with a rider on board. No sound. It's just floating in midair. I'm like, what in the heck is that? How does that work? He goes, <laughs> someday you'll figure it out. He says, but in a nutshell, it's basically um, magnetism. And he goes, every so many thousands of years, the poles will flip. And so we have to readjust our magnets to adjust for the anti-gravity devices in, inside the vehicles. Right. So he kind of explained to me like that way. So it's basically like UFO technology, but in a motorcycle or a car. Okay. Anti-gravity in a motorcycle. Imagine that. It's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So anyways, I'm like, you know, starstruck looking at, the, looking at everything. It takes me on a <laughs> A tour, and you know, there's a little girl sitting in the in the courtyard, and she's playing with this butterfly, and it was her pet butterfly. And I said, "What is she doing?" He goes, "That's her her teacher." I mean, what do you mean her teacher? He goes, "Everybody here has psychic powers, and the animals help teach us how to harness those powers." Oh wow, okay, so it's kind of like Atlantis, sort of, but way in the future. Yeah. It, I said, so this is Earth, huh? He goes, well, it used to be. I, he, I said, so what do you mean it used to be? He goes, well, now it's called Eden. I'm like, hmm. Eden. So they had renamed Earth to Eden because everything had been finally, all the wars had been fought. Every war there was possibly to fight had been fought. Every catastrophe that could ever happen happened. Everything to basically be learned was learned. Man, mankind had finally learned their lessons and we had achieved worldwide peace. The animals interacted with humans. There wasn't, they didn't kill the animals anymore. They had designated places for all the animals. The word money didn't exist, you know, um, like they didn't have governments anymore. Yeah. There was no money. There was no currency. I said, well, what do you guys do for a trade? He goes, we trade information. I said, okay, that makes sense. So then he got a real serious tone to his voice. And I'm like, oh, he goes, well, I have to tell you this. And I, I said, what? He goes, every 5,000 years, your planet goes through a cataclysm that sets you back about 5,000 years. And it takes you another couple thousand years to re recover. He goes, you, from your time that you came from, four more times your planet will be destroyed and go through these cataclysms. And so through those, we've learned to build um, evenly. And all the things that caused war and destruction, we got rid of money, governments, um, mm. anything, to, anything that causes class, you know, like social class diversification, whatever it is, anything that yeah. causes, they got rid of everything. And um, so anyways, he said that he said the planet was almost destroyed in this in the last cataclysm. And we it was basically a war between machines and man. Right. And he said they pretty much went through the entire galaxy and wiped out every single living human being that even resembled humans and wiped them all out. And Earth was basically the last standstill, the last holdout. And these machines were like, literally, they hated mankind. And I, I you know, like you see robots now that what they do, they kick them and here, make them stand up, you know, they do all the stuff, make them right. use weapons hurt people so they end up turning on mankind and hating them for it like hating mankind for it <laughs> for all the things that man made us do made them do <clears throat> we made them slaves and made them harm harm people so you're would... telling me this whole transhumanism agenda well not even agenda this whole thing of uh, 
Um, you know, because that's what people are afraid of. People are afraid that we're going to merge with robots, at least on this timeline, uh, and, and rely on that. But you're describing more of this traditional what you see in sci-fi, which is the rise of the machines, the AI combating against it, developing some sort of consciousness, if you will. Um, is that is that what's on the horizon in this timeline, or is that just the experience in this one you're in? Nope, that's it. Exactly. Mankind does merge with AI. So there's a convergence, okay, where biology and technology merge. So that's a convergence. And that exists for a little while. And then there's a rapid divergence where they pull back away from each other. Hmm. And and it's that is that point when they diverge from each other that the wars start. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. Now, look, I, I do, I do want to ask a lot of questions about this because, uh, well, we we have to. For people listening, someone's going to go, okay, this guy. Like, let let's do the cynical approach here. This guy went to a party. He was into doing drugs. He was into new agey kind of stuff. He had a crazy trip. He reads a lot of sci fi. He's just putting stuff together. Why is that not true? <clears throat> okay, so the gentleman's name that was talking to me, his name was John. Okay. Okay. So you can think of John Titor. You can think mm. of think of certain peoples with the middle initial J. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so, so he tells me that he that he explained to me that governments don't exist anymore, but he was a world ambassador. And I said, "What does that mean?" He goes, "Well, basically, I am the one who signed the peace treaty between us and the AIs that saved the world." And because of that, he was a general at the time, okay, for the military. Because of that peace treaty he signed, he basically saved the world. Like, literally, they were going to, at their last second, they could have wiped us out. I mean, it was, that, was, that was it. So, anyways, so there's John, is who I was talking to. That's his name. Okay. There's two people important that that should ring a bell for. John Titor and somebody else that I can't mention. Okay? Got it. Someone should be able to figure it out. So, anyways, so... For me, that equated to roughly 35 years into our future. Okay. And when I started going, I, you know, I, I thought the same as you. Okay. That was wild. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the a president gets elected and I was like, oh, that's that guy. And I recognized him. I'm like, no way. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. And things started happening that he was telling me about then that I remembered and I recognized as like, Oh wow. Okay. So here I am 35 years later. Now this, all this stuff's happening. Gotcha. Okay. When did this happen? You're talking, are we talking the eighties? I, I was about 15. Okay. And Interesting. so it was, yeah, it was about 2016 when it all started converging back together and me resynchronizing basically sort of so anyway so i was lost in time like i went somewhere i had no idea where i was i was seven dimensions up in a different planet supposedly called eden now <laughs> right whatever right. So, so they they took me to these leaders these elders these 13 elders and explained to me that they were literally as old as the galaxies were and each one monitored the progress of civilization and the 
anyways, they were like guard, galactic guardians, basically. Like if, if our galaxy is 4.6 billion years old, that's how old they are. They they were they're part of it. They're made. That's that's their job. That's what they do. Anyway, so it was 13 of these elders that they wanted to meet me. He says, these guys want to meet you. Hmm. I said, okay. So I went and I met him. I don't. And he says, for your protection, we have to wipe your memory of whatever you guys talk about. Are you okay with that? And I said, yeah, that's fine. He goes, the rest of it, I'll let you, the rest of it you can remember, but this part is really important for your own protection so that when you go back, nobody can take those, extract that information from you. I said, that's fine. Go for it. So I went and talked to him. No idea what I talked about. They wiped my memories of that conversation. Boom. Anyways, he showed me around a little bit more and he says, all right, you ready to go back? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so he, he says, all right, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to beam you back to your own solar system and we'll, we'll release the like, tractor beam device. And once you get your bearings, we'll release it. I said, okay, that's fine. So boom, they beam me back to in time to our solar system. And I recognize the planet and the earth and I thought, oh, okay. And then I figured out how to get home. So I get, I find, I go back into my body okay yeah i am ice freezing cold like i feel like i'm dead i just jumped into a freezing a freezer my body's frozen like to the touch cold and i'd only been gone for a half hour hour time but that was like a whole entire day there you know fifty-two thousand light years away round trip wow to a half hour our time i figured it out it was 969 million times the speed of light to make that voyage there and back and is this are, are we still talking the same thing that started at the party sitting on the couch? Is this all yeah. part of the same? OK, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I wake up and there's like 10 people standing over me going, you've been out for a half hour. We thought you were dead. You aren't breathing. We called an ambulance around their way, blah, blah, blah. And they're all I wake up and I'm looking and they're all yelling at me like all these people are yelling at me. Wake up. Wake up. Is he OK? Wake up. I hear him talking. So I tried talking to them like I'm OK. And for like 20 minutes, not a single word I said came out right. Hmm. I, everything was slurred. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. Like I hadn't reached. It was like having jet lag in the most extreme way. So anyways, <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean, that sounds like what happens after an alien abduction sometimes, or yeah, an alien encountering you. There is a, there's a mind numbing effect. There's a people have expressed distortion um, and not to jump the gun. You you've told me before this conversation that you've had contact with ETs too. So I know that complicates things here, but no, that, that, that is the same exact thing. Um, tell me this. Are there people alive today, people around that could say that this story happened? Do they remember the incident? You know, I don't remember who all was there, but yes. Yeah, they're all about my age. They're still around. I'm, I'm not that old. I'm only 52. <laughs> wow. Have you, I mean, have you talked to them in any recent years and said, hey, remember what happened? I mean, yeah, tell me. So play it out. So you're back. You're not able to get the words out straight. They tried to get an ambulance to figure out what happened. Uh, what's next? I, I finally, after like 10, 15 minutes or so, finally or am, I'm finally able to form coherent words. And I told them what had happened. They're like, sure. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. And so, right. Like, okay. And anyway, so I talked to this one kid that was there. He goes, no, he goes, man, I saw you. I was sitting right across from me. I saw you. You just shot straight up from your body. I saw you. You fell back in your chair 
and two seconds later you shot straight up i saw you he goes i thought he goes i thought you died he goes and he was petrified like scared out of his mind literally huh yeah so anyways i mean that was the start of it you know so it was a pure freak accident and then it was really weird because like as the years went by i just passed it off as okay that was a you know whatever I didn't really put in thinking anything about it until start, start things started happening. Like I would dream, I'd have a dream, I'd wake up, and then within an hour, I'd watch it play out. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> you mm. know? And so I was like, and so I finally, after years go by, if this happened enough times, I'm like, okay, I think maybe something actually really did happen. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh, first of all, I do want to ask you about something. Uh, the, the, what you described as the triangle and the circle uh, sounds like the, uh, how do you pronounce that? Is it the macabre? Uh, there, there's a symbol that people meditate on that I've heard um if you th- that combination of circle triangle uh it's used in mystical traditions i believe it comes from the middle east if you uh focus on that symbol it supposedly had teleportation and time travel powers uh do you know anything it sounds that you may have been a little metaphysical back then uh do if, if people are sitting there and they're looking at objects to the people listening right now would you recommend not meditating on the symbol of a triangle and a circle um if they don't want to travel somewhere what is your read on what happened correct it's very dangerous okay what can happen is you can get lost in time and if you don't make it back within a half hour 45 minutes your body basically goes into it assumes that you're gone and it starts shutting down what is it about the symbol that does that you think do you have any explanation for why yeah, um, there's an internal stargate, okay? You basically have an internal stargate right between your, right under your forehead. And if you imagined yourself like the size of a BB inside of your head, looking forward through your forehead, and you have like the ramp of a stargate or the pyramid ramp, mm. there's a stargate that opens up forward and you're tiny though, and you walk up the stargate and boom, you, you automatically appear wherever you wanted to go. And okay. you stumbled on this by accident? It was purely by accident, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? And and this explanation you just gave me is very comprehensive. It, it definitely speaks to things we hear in mystical traditions. Did you need to, did you start doing research after the fact on what this was? Or did somebody in this time, this future, or whenever it was, say, hey, you know why you're here, by the way? It's because you were doing this. How did it happen for you? Oh man, after I, after I, I hit every book possible when I got back, everything I could possibly trying to figure out what the heck was that? Like, I just threw myself into everything trying to learn, you know, what was that? Yeah. You know, like, like literally. And so the, the other symbols you're talking about, there's other ones too. There's like a flower. Hmm. Okay. Like a lotus flower. And what that does is it, it actually forms like a wormhole to a, certain location like a triangle takes you to one place a a flower design takes you to another place and so these symbols take you to different places and times yeah so i mean that's probably obviously you know it's obvious but if we have this knowledge now if this is out there if people can read the books are people having more of these experiences and just not saying anything what it sounds like is that people are doing this they're meditating they might accidentally 
go somewhere. And then, uh, well, it, it takes someone like me who's out there publicly interviewing time travelers to just publicly put myself out there and then meet people like you to say, hey, by the way, uh, I had an experience. I mean, how many people do you believe have had similar experiences to you, but just aren't saying anything about it? Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. They people I see I see people do things that they don't even know they're doing. And I point I have to point them out. Do you know what you just did? They're like, oh. no. Yeah. So a lot of people do stuff and they don't even know what they're doing or really or even realize what they're doing. It's like, oh my God, do you know what you just did? <laughs> <laughs> now what now what makes you uh what does that look like for you? Are you seeing another energy field? Are you, uh, give me, give me an example. Okay. So I'm sitting here and um, I'll be playing on the internet and for some reason I'll be studying black holes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And say my girlfriend comes home and she wants to watch a movie that night and she makes dinner and she picks out a movie and flips through Netflix, boom, picks out the movie black hole and starts watching it. And you're like, that is impossible. How did you do that? Like I was mm. literally just studying that and you come home and do that. That is impossible. So it's like, and so you have this like quantum entangled communication that people aren't even aware of that they have. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that's a great example of a, um, you know, you, you seeing, I, I imagine you live in a life filled with synchronicities. Um, have you ever seen someone say at a coffee shop and you're going, Oh, Whoa, this person is, a thought away from being pulled into a vortex in a wormhole. I see it more in animals, to be honest with you. Oh, why is that? Um, when animals get close to passing away, they start warping. And you can tell they're warping. They Sometimes they can't walk and they start to tip over. And you can tell which way they're tipping over. And that tells you which way they're warping. And you can tell them and you can shake them out of it and they'll pull back out of it. But if you hadn't done that, then a pretty good chance they would have died right then a few minutes. Yeah, that was your that was one of your things you were when when you initially were uh, commenting to me uh, about Andrew Bishago's case, you said, hey, look. Yes, that the technology is something, but what if there isn't this technology and it's all just genuine in the sense? And what you meant by that was um, coming from consciousness, time slips. Um, so so there seems to be a theme that it's not. You've never been in a time machine, as far as we know. It seems as if if people were to see it, it would be you sitting there and then having some almost as if it were an astral projection in a way. Is that your experience with time travel? Yes and no. Yeah, um, tell me more I, about what it looks like. What does travel mean to you? So you, okay, so you have, you have three different types of bodies. Okay, you have your physical body, mm -hmm. okay? And picture that as a container, a cup, a magnetic cup, an empty container. So you have spirit that goes inside there. And so when people think of astral projection, that's what they're using. They're using their spirit to go out and wander around locally. So then you also have what's called a light body that also goes inside the cup. Okay. That is your electric body. Basically it's made of light. It can travel at the speed of light anywhere you want it to go. It interacts with technology perfectly. 
Okay, so that's your light body. Then you have a third type of body. It's called your celestial body, which also fits inside your body. And that body is made up of purely space and time. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you could imagine your hands being galaxies and stuff inside your hands and your, your body being made up of this black space and stars, that's your, that's your celestial body. So you have three different types of body bodies that all fit inside your physical body. And depending on which one you accidentally choose or do, you know, most people just say, oh, I have a spirit, so I'm going to go do this. It, well, that has limitations. It's bound to this planet. You can only go so far and you always snap back here. Okay. But the other ones aren't bound to this planet. They can go and go and go and <laughs> keep on going. Yeah. So for me, navigating through time and stuff is like basically just navigating through my own celestial body. It's like, mm. okay, I'm, you know, it's like that. You're navigating within your own memories, your own being, you know, it would take you a hundred million lives to ever partially begin to encounter all the different lives you've lived. So for me, that's how I look at it. I look at it three different scales, you know, like spirit body, electric body and celestial body. And then yeah. So, so, and you've experienced all three. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you how. Okay. Yeah, please. So here's an example of how it is for me. Okay. So I'm sitting here, I'm taking a cat nap during the day and I have a dream where I see myself. um, Okay. Preface. So I clean up the, I clean the living room and I, everything in the house is all clean. So I'm like, okay, now I got my chores done. I'm going to take a nap. So I take a nap and I have a dream, but my spirit gets up and walks into the kitchen and I'm like, I'm looking around. So I get up kind of out of my body and look to see where it's going and it goes into the kitchen and I can see it digging through the garbage can. I'm like, the hell is he doing? So as I'm sitting there watching him, my light body gets up out of me, walks into the kitchen and starts digging through the garbage can. I'm like, whoa, look at that guy. Oh, that's me. What's he doing? And so as I'm sitting there watching those two guys, a third me gets (laughs) up, my celestial gets up, walks into the kitchen following those guys and digs through the garbage can too. I'm like, whoa, there's three of me all doing the same thing. They're all different though. So, okay. I'm like, wow. So I, that shakes me out of my sleep. I wake up. I'm like, oh man, that was crazy. So I get up and I try, I look, I look for my smokes. I'm like, shoot, where do I put my smokes at? <laughs> Boom. I hit my head. You idiot. You threw them in the garbage can. So I go in the kitchen look through the garbage can and grab my smokes out of the garbage. I'm like, you idiot. And I come back and I sit down on the couch. I'm like, and then it hits me. I'm like, oh, I just did what those other three just did. Oh my gosh. Wow. So it's, yeah. that's a different version of deja vu. I mean, it, it is, it's sort of, I mean, it's uh, you're actively living. Why do you think even be, beyond the novelty of it? Why do you think that experience is even happening to you? Do you, is there significance there to seeing yourself do that? It's synchronization, what it is. It's between the micro, the macro, the in-between. It's everything synchronized. Hmm. And so it was showing me, hey, this is who you are. This is the different types of you. These are all you. You're all synchronized on these different levels all at one time. Like that. Interesting. Why do you... Is that is that something your consciousness is doing for your own benefit? Is that something people in charge are doing to point to something greater? What is it? What is your take on why you would experience an anomaly like that on a regular basis? 
Well, you have you have yourself. You have a lower subconscious. You have mm-hmm. a higher conscious. You have different dimensional, higher dimensional forms of you. And when you can connect all of them together in, in one continuous movement, then you basically... You, you, the goal is to achieve to achieve like a Christ consciousness, where you do you don't look at one time, you look at all the time, all the little times together. You look at them as one larger time, and you can see, oh, all you guys, hey, watch out, go around this corner there, and you can you have a different vantage point mm. because you're you're viewing that timeline from a fourth and fifth dimensional perspective, and so your higher self sees out sees all that. And say, hey, you idiot, once you turn left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to kind of steer yourself from above, but you have to connect to yourself in order to get that channel, that conduit flowing. You know, so for me, I'm just yeah. to my higher selves, basically. It's very interesting because it sounds as if on one level, there is a spiritual evolution going on inside of you that many people might desire. But on another level, uh, you've been pulled into something that you didn't necessarily ask for. Um, So let's get back a little bit to the story of what happened. So you had this incident, somehow found yourself going years and years into the future. And then when did it, when was the next incident that made you go, Okay, something is up here. Probably about a year later, um, my mother was overweight. Okay, mm-hmm. and she was really sad. She couldn't get a boyfriend, and any any guy she had were they just wanted her for a piece of meat. Blah blah. Anyway, she was super. She was super heavy, overweight, and depressed, and everything. And I decided, okay, I'm going to do something good for her. So I sat down, I meditated, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make her lose weight. So I meditated for about a half hour and I'm only like 15, maybe. Okay. Anyway. So I, I tried for about a half hour to meditate. And then the next morning she comes banging on my door, Marky, Marky, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Right. And I'm like, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? So she's just bawling in tears, just crying. I'm like, what's wrong? You okay? Something happened. You know, she's just crying, just bawling her head off. She goes, I lost 20 pounds overnight. I don't, it's a miracle. I don't know what happened. She's like, did you change the scale? Did you change the thing on the scale? It's not funny if you did. And she was so happy that that had happened for her. And so that was kind of when I realized that I could somewhat influence some things. Interesting. So you yeah. are, and you, huh. How does that relate to, is that, is that just a consciousness discovery of, of uh, manifestation? Is there a time component to that as well? I don't know. I think it's just you, you know, like each one of us has certain abilities. And I think as you go through life, they start to unfold like a flower and yeah. you like, and you don't know what kind of flower it is until it actually starts blooming like that. And so I think that's just part of it. You know, like when these events start happening, that was just how that was. It was always going to happen. That was a seed that was planted and that was me. And it just evolved into that, you know, that's just one of them, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't without a lot of work, though. I mean, we're talking meditating hours a day, you know, every single day, religiously, and one hour minimum every single day from the age of 10 to when you're 50. Yeah, I think that is the thing that consistently people say you want to have these abilities, whether they're used for good or bad, uh, the conscious practice of meditation regularly is the way in. 
Mm-hmm. So I was, I, I'm going to change subjects here real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. Going through Andrew Passaggio, he said there's eight ways of time travel that he knew of remote viewing. They will spin you and make you go out of your body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, ch- the Montauk chair, the chronovis- chronovisor. Yeah. Yeah. The Stargate plasma chamber and the aeronautical reorientation. Okay. Six of those I can confirm that I believe to be accurate. Remote viewing, 100% for sure. Spinning out of the body, for sure. The Montauk chair, for sure. The chronovisor, for sure. The Stargate, for sure. The other three I don't know about. Interesting. Now, tell me about your experience with those and and why you can confirm they're true. Remote viewing, 100%. I've done it. I've seen people do it to me. Okay, back and forth. You know, they have the government has psychics that put up false protection. Like they will actually broadcast a false of a false event to see who to so that when other governments trying to attack the US, we have basically a psychic shield around them. Okay. Hmm. So that's all we it's all psychic warfare, remote viewing type stuff. I mean one hundred percent for sure. The spinning out of body is exactly what I was telling you. That's basically what I did myself. That's how that's for the first incident, I accidentally, accidentally did that to myself. So yes, the Montauk chair for sure. Um, Why is that? Did you ever encounter one in your travels? I've seen it. How's that? I haven't actually physically seen it, but when in my visions and stuff, dream visions, I've seen it. So I, yeah, I've, I've seen people in chairs navigating through time. Got it. Yeah, no it keeps it keeps coming up. People keep bringing yeah. it up, whether it's the Preston Nichols stuff that actually happened in Montauk. Uh, I've heard, I got in conversations with people that said they, they were in it when they were kids. One guy I had in the show said he was in it in, uh, Oh gosh, I think it was the sixties or something. And it split him in time, which is a wild claim, but, but he very seriously holds on to that. Um, that seems to be this trope, this idea of this chair. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> And you've never been in it yourself. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it seems like it would be pretty cool. But at the same time, when you're telling me you get split in half, uh, there's also, and you can speak to this as well. Um, it seems that there is some, sometimes the government, if they're using technology to do stuff like that, there's abuse that happens. Complete Correct. disregard for, yeah, the, the potential harm of this technology. Right. So let me tell you a story. Okay. Sure. If you don't mind. So I, I am like, I like probably everyone else. Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, how they're going to abuse this, right? Obviously, if mm. you had that power, it's the obvious thing. Okay, you know darn well they're going to go back and get the lottery money. Okay, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Or go back and you know screw their old enemies over and whatever. Okay, the first thing that comes to mind is abuse. But let me tell you this: I saw a woman wearing a hat who is dressed in, I don't know how to say it, um, a business suit. Mm-hmm. So a business lady wearing a hat that seemed very inappropriate to who, the rest of what she was wearing. So beside her, she had this girl that literally, and I swear I'm talking literally, looked like she straight up from 12,000 BC. She had no shoes on. Her mm. hair been washed for i don't even think her hair had ever been washed her entire life she had no teeth wow she could she could not speak she looked at me 
And I waved at her and she smiled. She had no teeth and all, all she could do is smile. She couldn't and smile and grunt. That's all she could do. Yeah. Okay. This girl, imagine long hair with dreadlocks, just from matted from dirt and grime from she, this girl had never taken a bath her entire life. I guarantee you. So anyways, and next to her standing this lady, basically a time travel agent who had basically extracted this lady from the stone age, brought her to modern times, was in Walmart buying her shoes and taking her back in time straight up. And when I, when I looked at that lady, she looked at me and she just glared like, don't you even, even think about saying a word to this. You mentioned my name. I will come after you. I mean, she glared like hardcore, like, and it was, I mean, no, she didn't need to say nothing. It was like, you know, I know that, you know, and you know that I know, don't you say a damn word kid. I will hunt you down like that type of look. What, when, <laughs> when did this happen? How, how old are you then? Oh, this just a couple years ago. Oh my gosh. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah. So trust me, there are people who, who there are agents out there who could, they control time they monitor time they watch for people abusing time and they go back and they help people they literally take them forward in time help them and take them back yeah interesting interesting um yeah okay so so this this kind of thing is happening on a regular basis at least and from what you've seen uh why do you think it seems to happen to you you're able to see these things. You're able to notice these things. Um, should we be looking around more? Should we be noticing anomalies in our space? I mean, why are why are you able to really tap into this and others aren't? Ingus Ingus Swan, okay, you know him? Yeah. Okay, so basically, before he passed away, he said, "Look, if you're." focus is the size of a golf ball that's how much you're going to be aware if you expand your awareness to the size of the room around you that's how much your awareness is going to be if you keep expanding that awareness to a city block that's how much your awareness is so you kind of gave everybody the clue the secret right there so when you constantly do that with yourself and you're in your your awareness is expanded your consciousness is expanded like that then naturally anything incoming you get it's like feelers you you sense it prior to hmm yeah i guess that speaks to the meditation thing we in a way did answer the question which is when you're dedicated to a practice that does that as well as you have experiences that force your awareness to be broader how can you not notice things that are out of the ordinary to people that are operating on traditional four dimensions of life Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like looking. It's like um, let me let's see. Let me find some examples here. Let's see. <clears throat> I want to know about you from the future, as a little boy trying to contact you oh, back. Yeah, can you explain that a little bit? You show me a picture of some envelopes you had. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so apparently there's a little little boy. He's about five years old. He knows about time travel. He's I don't know what year he's from, but he actually tried to contact me back here, <laughs> and and he showed me all these little things that he was using 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 like a Bell probability curve, some kind of antenna, and then some kind of a vortex thing to send a signal back in time. So 
I mean, how a kid five years old can process that, I don't know. So I assume they're quite a few years, he was quite a few years ahead, but it was basically me trying to say, hey, <laughs> anybody back there? You know, like that. I was like, I, it was absolutely phenomenal. Wait, so these are all these, this photo you showed me, these are all actual letters that were mailed to you? Um, yes. Okay, that was just a week ago. What? <laughs> yeah. So there's a, you can physically do things in with your mind when you're awake by you and me are sitting here talking even. And you can, what, all I did was I listened to a song and it said, you know, let you go back in time to let you explore. So it lets you explore back in time. So that was basically the theme of the song. And it was a, you know, Indian meditative Buddha thing. Right. And it was, you know, it was really neat. So I listened to it about, you know, 10 times in a row. <laughs> and, <laughs> And the next day I got a letter, the next day I got a letter, the next day I got a letter. And for a week straight, I just got nailed with the same exact letter. I'm like, what the heck? And so I checked the dates on them and they're all mailed one day apart. It's like it, it's like it glitched their system or something. So this is, you got a letter to your home address mm -hmm. from, yeah. yeah. And it looks like, I mean, these, these envelopes that you're showing me, it looks like it's, uh, it's it's a cover kind of thing. It's it says something about a health plan on the cover. So whoever's doing this is clearly disguising this. It makes me wonder if more people should be opening our envelopes because they're not going to put out there, make it obvious. Um, I don't know. It's just we can control time with our minds. We just don't realize it. That's hmm. you, you have a quantum collapse. Basically, you can navigate. We have we have reverse. We have forward. We have reverse. That's the secret to the universe. We have reverse. That's it right there. The Go universe, into that a little more. Yeah, the universe says we have reverse. Just not a big deal. So <laughs> in, in that's that, pretty. I mean, that's huge. It is huge. Yeah, yeah. So like you know when god speaks he speaks to all time simultaneously not just one time he speaks in a way that it hits every single time past present future in every place every time all at once that's the power of like god so for us you know we just we focus on the you know what's in front of us and so like let's see um, if I if I wanted to send my message myself a message back in time I would have to spell the letter backwards so that when I got them I would I would have an O up here. I'm like, oh, okay, today is an O, and so tomorrow would be an L, hmm. and then the next day would be an L, and the next day would be the letter E, and the next day would be the letter H, and then finally after the fifth day, I'd go, oh, hello, gotcha, okay, gotcha. So that that tells me that that was sent forward in time, very specific in a specific order for me to retrieve it one piece at a time and you got to put those together it's like broken shards of glass flying at you and you having to put the glass back together it's like that hmm yeah you, you there is this code thing going on here uh, i'm <laughs> not gonna i'm not gonna mention any of the names but something you you sent me something about flight logs can you explain what that is that is super advanced okay that's like if you fast forwarded 15 20,000 years in the future when everybody is basically 
you are machine, you are man, you are just pure consciousness inhabiting this super, the most advanced technology you could ever imagine. That's you. Okay, so that's what they call each life lived is the flight log. Okay. Oh. And so it's basically the equivalent of what we back here would call the Akashic Records. It's the recording of everything that ever happened to anybody. And so for those people in the future, they call it flight logs. It's just different terminology. And you discovered these flight logs when you were where? (sighs) That's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't a, is it because you know the answer and you can't say it or? Sort of, yes, because, yes, okay, yeah, because what happens is if somebody else can decipher the flight logs or access them, then they can extract information about future events, and I don't want to. Okay, so look, you know what, we need to get into this a little bit, as much as you can. Uh, You know, we've been talking about, I've had people on before that talk about using your brain and the human potential and doing all sorts of consciousness expanding activities, and you're there. I'm with you there, but then there's also this person from the future, this John from the future, and and you're talking about this high-level advanced stuff. People plan things in the galaxy. There's cops. We've talked about time cops. Um, what is, What is really at play here? Can you explain at all how did you get from just having – powerful conscious experiences and and on a whim once to becoming someone that is used by powerful forces on higher dimensions on a regular basis okay so what happens is your okay your soul is like a continuous stream of energy spanning from the distant past all the way to the most distant future and pretend like there's little knots little little knots along that string Mm -hmm. each one of those little knots is a life lived okay so your 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 soul knows hundreds and hundreds of lives thousands okay so this is one little spot that i'm here visiting so my future self has a fate that i've already done it already is and so it you know jiggles the rope back in time says hey knock it off (laughs) right like that right so anyway, so you, you basically reached what, you know, I want to be me perfected in the most highest form that, okay, that won't happen for another hundred lives. Keep going, kid. Right. You got a lot to learn. So anyways, part of us is already perfected up ahead. So we're, you know, whatever my idea of perfection, I've already achieved it at the highest level I can. So me being back here, I'm learning about time. I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about my future self. I'm learning about my past self. I'm learning about, hey, don't mess with time because then you screw yourself up. You got to do things a certain way, you know, like that's, so that's my lesson here is to learn that kind of stuff, you know, for me. Anyway, what happens is that say, say you write down a computer code here, you know, go three years back and you have your you have a computer that you don't use anymore and you have an access code that you use now today on that for that same computer a time traveler can come back watch you enter that code gain access to that code okay what happens is that in your next lives that same code say you use that again that may be the access code to unlocking quantum qubits that your operating system is based on 
Now they can hack your operating system in the future. And now they have access to all your timelines. Hmm. Not cool. Yeah. Very dangerous. Why are That's... they doing this? And how did you find out they were doing this? <clears throat> Reading the flight logs. Any Anytime. So, okay. So say we go through a Stargate. Mm-hmm. You are scanned 100%. And what they look for is time polarized particles, which indicate whether you've time traveled or not. They scan you for that. They scan you for gaps in memory. So before they allow you to go through that Stargate, they scan your memories to see if there's any gaps. If there's any gaps in memories, then that means that you've slipped time, you've jumped time. Okay. And that is where right there is exactly where people get hacked. And so it would be like you trying to take a deadly computer virus through a Stargate into another dimension and it's disguised as a gap in time. Hmm. It's super dangerous. I mean, like, anyway, so stuff like that happens. And so you have to go through like a verification process. Is this really you or is this a clone? Yeah, that's the tricky part of this. Is this it, stuff happening in 2021? Is there is there a location people are sitting around and navigating time like this? For sure. For sure, have you, yeah. Have you seen it with your eyes? Waking consciousness at all? Could you walk into a building and see this kind of thing? I've seen other people who are navigating through time that were aware of me and me being aware of them, yes. Hmm. So because okay. you, we've talked about, you know, Los Alamos and and Roswell, and then there's CERN. People have theories what's going on over there. Andy Bashago is talking about DARPA. Um, and that's why I've heard a lot of this stuff is still going on. Um I'm wondering, you know, what are what's happening in these buildings that we don't know about? Can you give us any light on that back? Oh my god. Okay. So he mentioned quantum access. Okay. 100% 100% I straight up agree with that. There's also dimensional layering. Okay. What is that? Um well, you have 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D and that's just all different dimensions or layerings. Hmm. And so you can all those like if you want to move something to the third dimension you go to the fourth dimension move it there and you come back in the third dimension and it moves here and how are you able to do that because what it sounds like is that in your experience it's a consciousness thing but you mentioned quantum access there's the chronovisor uh are there is is this project looking glass we've heard about that too that uh andy says project looking glass is just a renaming of what the chronovisor was uh what how how is this even possible qubits honestly just one the single qubits. word holographic qubits what wow yep they're multi-dimensional qubits so like like okay so say say you go into heaven and you have and you are you're going to come down to earth and so as a safety mechanism they store your entire all of you every memory all of you up in up in heaven on the, on board the ark quote unquote as a holographic cubic formation you come down to earth you die oh no i died and poof you're back up to heaven in your body again because they have you backed up <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds as if it is what we're fearing is going to happen with the transhumanism movement uh but it's 
it's almost particles of consciousness you're describing. Uh, yeah. yeah, what? Who? Who's the brilliant mind behind breaking down qubits? This seems this seems very high level. It um, qubits is only part of it. You have stuff like dark matter, okay, and dark matter and dark energy actually can carry your celestial body through slips slip streaming through time and space faster than the speed of light so there's a whole different level there that doesn't have nothing to do with qubits <laughs> for, for someone listening it's so difficult to tell are you the most well-versed person in science fiction and and science ever or the fact that you're able to spit this stuff at me with a straight face and really you know really sound educated and 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 know about this stuff um makes me go okay this guy something's going on here let me turn this around on you you know you you at one point said that you thought that andy could have gone through a simulation and it could be a mind control thing how are you certain that you aren't a victim of anything like that mk ultra something like that you got it you got it right right exactly so if you fast forward 500 years from now, what's the level of computer technology going to be? So you, you get inserted into this game, this simulation, and the next thing you know, you're trapped there. And you're running these things that occupy your mind. So you that's the only reality you know. And that basically equates to us being back here, running through here and this. So there's, all, there's like Elon Musk said, there's no way to tell the difference, period. There is no way. Literally, it's that advanced. So, in other words, you're saying don't worry about MK Ultra because we're already in it. Everyone is. The entire universe is, whether they want to. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that's what, a mind blowing thing. Wait, yeah, go into that again. Whatever they are, whatever they want to do, they've already done. They just haven't done it yet. Whatever we want to do, we've already done. We just haven't done it yet. We're, we're following in our own footsteps. Hmm. You just, you basically have to assume that every single thing that's ever happened already has happened. That the most advanced technology already exists. Time travel, you have to assume that it, is, it exists. Otherwise you're naive back here and you get your ass handed to you. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> for those that don't assume it for those that are going okay this guy is not saying anything greg brings on people that are making wild claims uh what is your warning to these people that say time travel doesn't exist i mean is it is it going to harm them long term not to believe it you end up messing up your own life if you if you attempt time travel with with ill with bad intentions you will absolutely demolish your own life okay you can't about people that. that are straight up cynical and say, no, this none of, I don't even accept a reality where time travel is real. It's all BS. They're already doing it. They just don't know it. Hmm. Nobody does say it. They're already doing it. Every, everybody is moving at the speed of light. You are, I am, we're already moving at the speed of light. We just have different varying degrees of the speed of light that separates us. That's it. So if we go just a little bit faster, just a little bit faster, we're already going, we can go backwards in time or forward in time. We're already there. We're like 99% already at the speed of light. Okay. We're, we're, okay. we're there already. <laughs> but for us, it feels like this. Yeah. Where, where is this going to? Uh, does this relate at all I, to this disclosure movement coming up? 
People say that UFO disclosure is coming. Uh, who knows when this episode will air? It could be after the supposed June, uh, early June date where they're going to release all the files and whether it's a false flag or not. Uh, is I, I've heard people say 2028 is when time travel is going to be revealed finally. Um, what is your thoughts on that? UFOs are real. They, the aliens, this is, this was their planet before we got here. Mm-hmm. They, they want it back. Okay. And the year 2036, there's going to be a massive war against UFO aliens. Okay. There's earthquakes are going to hit wait, big waves are going to hit. We're going to be fighting UFOs literally. In the the year 2036, we'll actually have a truce called. It'll stop. War will stop. And this year, 2021, at around August, is when, like, the disclosure comes, sort of, soft disclosure, when they're saying, um, they finally figure out this year that, hey, the earthquakes that are happening are actually due to the ETs. Hmm. That's the The announcement we're going to get? Or the sense from the community? I don't know if they're going to come out and tell us that, but that's what they're going to finally figure out. Hmm. It's, it's not a natural occurrence. The ETs are causing it. And so they try to offer a peace treaty and the ETs deny it. They say, no, no peace. This, and that begins this 15-year war that's coming. What? Why are now? Does this play into this plays a little bit into that uh, Tom DeLong narrative that we need to fear these creatures that uh, and, and I've had people come on the show that say, no, that's completely wrong. There's no war. These aliens are waiting for us to grow up, have this Christ consciousness and get along with each other so we can actually connect. This is, this is totally, um, you know what I'm saying? This is a narrative that comes from the, the false, the psyop of disclosure. They're something to be feared. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, from your experiences, do the ETs just want all of us to get along? What is your sense? Yes, 100%. Right. And that's why they're mad at us because we are fighting and we're trying to make bad things to hurt each other. You got it. One hundred percent. Is that really the I mean, can we reverse this? There's a lot of trends to bring these topics into consciousness as a way of getting everybody to awaken and say, hey, enough of this fighting. Come back together. I'm wondering, you know, you you say that they're big fates, they're small fates. How much power do we have right now to stop this war? We're not at the top of the apex and we need to know that. The ETs are at the top of the apex. Okay. They're period. That's it. They are actually, they're, they're the top of the apex. That's them. Okay. They are. <laughs> and so what happens is mankind is arrogant and tries to challenge them. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. basically, they, they tolerate, tolerate, tolerate it. And they, you know, then they finally just, get mad sort of so in in 2021 in august september there's some things i want to tell you that's going to come up real quick it's going to be on the news so can i give you like a little two minute rundown on the news please yeah let's hear it okay gaia is mother earth or okay dc will use money chips money okay you know computer chips and money so that happens announced a a virus will come out 
it'll be called pox. They will discover that the doctors are behind it. It was deliberate. A different type of cue comes. Not the cue anon that they thought it was, but a different type of cue. And the ID is leaked. So the announcement will be made then. Some locks are picked and it's come out. It's a bank job happens. They've discovered that the earthquakes that are happening are due to ETs. The non-peace offer was made, or the peace offer was made but not accepted. Um, there will be a nuclear leak, some kind of plant or something. Um, a field will be leveled by a group of people. I don't know what that means. Biden will be told what will be sick. It'll be announced that he's sick. There will be a killer in, in D.C. that they will announce so the White House gets sealed off even more. Hmm. Um, a sniper or something but there's an inside person inside the white house is trying to take out somebody the sun itself will be in the news like it spins backwards for a day or stops or something or it has so it's sick the sun is sick our sun is sick and so the earthquakes they figure is part of that right um through artificial assist artificial ai assistance they're able to communicate with apes so that'll be a major break, breakthrough. Um, a hacker will hit worldwide homes and they'll sell the security keys. Not okay. They'll sell their security keys to other hackers. That'll be a big thing. Um, there'll be mobs happening. The gold US dollar will dry. It'll dry up. Gold in the US dollar will dry up in a bubble. There will be a a MIG, which is like a Russian plane, it'll be on fire. Something happens. Someone's seeking war with him. It'll be on easy. Tell me, uh, as you continue this, what is happening for you right now? Is this just stuff you are channeling? Have you written this stuff down? Both. It's, I'm reading it off right now. <laughs> wow. Just stuff I, I had saw prior to and for that date and this is just the stuff i found for that date and so it was important it, if it gets recorded in the flight logs that means it's a big enough event to be recorded so you are regularly accessing these flight logs and making note of future events correct what has come true so far just so people don't think you're you're playing a psychic and sylvia brown here or yuri geller reading off oh this is going to happen in the future uh have you seen flight logs that you said oh yeah look this is what happened yes many 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 i can't even tell you how many times but the thing to realize is it's coming from a technological perspective a future perspective so you have to try and process that like from their point of view, how it appeared to them, not how it, from our point of view, how it appeared to us. Hmm. So you might say that Project Looking Glass predicted uh, that you know Trump was going to win the election, and then I mean, this is the thing, and this is where it gets tricky. There is, I'm curious. Uh, well, we don't have to talk about the election, but we could talk about just the way things play out. The example of that, of course, being what I heard immediately was, well, all these psychics said that Trump was going to win and then Trump lost and then Biden's in the office. And all of a sudden the psychics go, no, no, no. Well, we said that Trump is the true winner. Therefore, in another timeline, this president is here. This person's in charge. So what we did see is correct. How many of these things are you telling me right now? Let's get into the future that you can go. 
I mean, I, I'm just worried back that someone could come back, listen to this and go, yeah, but he's just going to say, oh, they did happen. Yes, this this pox came about, but it came in a different timeline, uh, which, you know, to most people who are struggling to believe this stuff might say is a cop out. What do you say to that? That it was a you have a group of possibilities that were going to happen. And like um, Andrew said, if you, if you pick one direction, then you collapse that probability. Hmm. So there's already in play like 10 possibilities. And depending on which way we go, one of those 10 will for sure hit. So you just identify which 10 those are, and those are your probabilities. So this flight logs, what makes any one of those more accurate than 10 other scenarios? It's a recording of all time, all Mm. time. All, every person ever lived, all times, all events, all everything. And it's, you just, you can change, you can rewrite history, but you cannot change that. Like it already happened. It already is. It already will be. There's nothing anyone can do to change it. Now you can take a little, you can steer to the right and to the left a little bit, maybe dodge that outcome, but you're still going to be, it. you're in it. I mean, you're in the universe. You can't escape the universe. It's like that. Like like every single event that ever happened is recorded. Hmm. If a major event is recorded. And so if it's, if it's recorded, it's a major event and it did happen at some point in time, period. <laughs> so all these things you listed off to me are things that for sure have happened and we're going to see them play out. There's probably, I would say out of the stuff I just named off, probably at least 50% of those well, no, they were, that's, they were recorded, so they all happened, but we, we only probably get to view a certain amount of those. Mm. Okay. Some of those will happen, but we'll never be told about. Mm. Some of those will happen in a parallel timeline, just right next to ours, that we will never know about. So you see, you see what I mean? So they're happening. They will happen. They all happen. We just only see a small portion of them that relates yeah. to us. You know, that actually relates to us. It's like I was telling you right now in a parallel timeline, China, the United States has already fallen, collapsed. The dollars collapsed. China runs the United States. They are our government right now in a parallel timeline, right next to ours. And the divergence is less than 1%. People think that is what's happening right now anyways with uh, our current president. They say the Chinese Communist Party has taken over. Um, That's interesting that... It's in another timeline. It's already there. They're trying to make it that way. And the people who are sensing that are correct. They're sensing something else besides this. This would be right beside of us, but they can't see it. So they are correct. No, I I myself thought the same thing, but no, I do not think that Biden is a Chinese board implant. No, no, I, mm. I, I he, no, he's doing what he needs to do and it's okay. He's, 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 even though we think we, some may think he's bad, he's in his mind doing the right thing. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Anything at a war with him. Fascinating. My gosh, you know what? Look, this is, I feel like this is just the beginning back. There is so much more we can delve into. Um, and, and I really want to have you on again to further explore this. Um, do you, do you feel like uh, we could schedule another time and, and really go into this more? I would love to. Yeah, anytime you're ready, I'm 
I'm, I'm available. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, everybody listening, uh, this has been back giving us a little preview of the reality he exists in. And I really want to go deeper into time cops and uh, your experience going to other planes and meeting people who uh, are traveling between now and then. And, and really what it sounds like, and this is predictive programming, um, is that Tenet, that movie, is the world. I had somebody else on the show that said that too. They put it in social, they put it in the media so that you can see, hey, yeah, you know, this temporal war thing. Um, it is happening in real time. There are agents from the future, agents from the past. It's going on. You're in it. You could see yourself uh, interacting. I mean, you're ex experiencing that. Uh, did you see Tenet? What do you think of that movie? I, I have not seen it. I'm going to watch it though. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you on again after you watch that movie. And I want you to tell me how close it is to the reality. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a plan. My gosh, I'm back. Oh, here, before I let you go. So yeah, please. A second Earth. This, this is, I want to talk to you about this next time we talk. Hey? Oh, there's please. a second, second Earth out there. They actually saw, they saw what happened to us 12,000 years ago. They know what happened. Oh my, what do we, is there yes. any way that we can sense into this earth right now? So we, so we do know indeed it's out there. It's, it's so complicated, man. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> you, you should write a book on this. You really should. Um, just basically assume that you have a quantum twin currently existing on another planet. Just assume that. And then that makes it easier. You're already entangled with them. And, and depending on how strong that entanglement connection is, depends on if you can go there or not like that. You really felt that this interview, you saw this interview happening. Yeah, yeah. Two days ago, I was being interviewed by somebody and I got mags. I'm like, how come they don't interview me? And he's like, okay, I'll interview. And I looked at your face and I was like, oh my gosh, that's him. <laughs> so no I, I way. Like, that I was it. just saw you today. Wow. Yeah. That is so wild i i have no idea what it would be like to spend an hour if someone could somehow this seems like a futuristic thing uh plug into someone's consciousness just for the day um if someone plugged into the back consciousness your your head how messed up would their life be after imagine going through spaghetti um going through wormhole after wormhole after wormhole after wormhole and then coming out and trying to make sense of it all Oh my gosh, back. You are you are unlike any other. This is fascinating stuff. Uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to go in. We're gonna deep dive and go back into this again. I, I am so grateful you came on to share the beginnings of your life here. Um and look, keep um fighting as you know, as with as pacifist a uh manner that you can so you, no one gets hurt. Um, the good fight here. I, I I appreciate having voices like you and voices willing to share your journey. Oh, thank you very much. I want to add something. Yeah, please. As I'm, as I'm here trying to help people, the people who I'm trying to help are trying to hurt me, not knowing that I'm trying to help them. So they need to, like, back off. Let me do what I need to do. Yeah, absolutely. We're here for that. Um, Very cool. Thanks back again for coming on. We're going to talk soon.
back. What a mind-blowing perception of the world. Rodney McGilvery, I want to thank you for the theme music. You, thank you for listening. Back, thank you for coming on. And Joe Biden, you gonna pull these soldiers out of the time war? What's the deal, buddy? You have serious issues. There's a temporal war. You gonna pull them out? Or maybe send Eckhart Tolle in there. Get everybody centered in the now. Living in the present. That'll just mess everybody's clocks up. Either way, gives you a lot to think about. Tick, tick. Talk soon.